there, you are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Integrative Wellness Radio. Dr. Nicole, I am running solo today, but I am here to talk to you about POT syndrome. And for those of you not necessarily familiar with POT syndrome, but it technically stands for Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome. And for many years, this syndrome was actually known to be quite rare. And I feel like within the past year and a half uh, in my clinical practice here at Integrated Wellness Group, I've seen a massive influx of POT syndrome, especially affecting women between the ages of 15 up to 35. And I would say some of the most common things that I'm, I'm seeing is it's usually the POT syndrome sets in after a, a significant change in the woman's life. Uh, sometimes that change is stress. Uh, sometimes it's a change of location, which also induces stress. And uh, a lot of times it's after a main, major hormonal change. So sometimes that's uh, having a baby or even uh, having a thyroid diagnosis. So I'm here to really connect the dots as to uh, what is commonly said about the cause of POT syndrome, but also what are we seeing in our clinic? Uh, The main reason why we are able to understand this condition a little bit deeper is because we have very advanced diagnostic testing here at Integrative Wellness Group. So we're able to evaluate the body in a more comprehensive way, which then allows us to really understand where the POT syndrome is coming from, but also the other layers that are involved. Because at the end of the day, when we are diagnosed with some type of condition or we have a odd set of symptoms, it's never one thing. It's usually a compounding effect of many things. So in taking an approach to get better, it's extremely, extremely important to understand that you need to look at the big picture and it's not about one thing per se. So some of the key symptoms that we're going to see with with POT syndrome is there there's obviously varying ranges of POT syndrome. There are women that come to my practice that are wheeled in um, literally on a stretcher or even in a wheelchair because they cannot be in an upright position because of how bad the dizziness and the nausea is. And then there are other individuals that are functioning pretty well in the day-to-day, but if they make rapid movements, if they get up too fast, they could literally get dizzy or they can faint. So it definitely has varying degrees. So if you are someone who maybe is experiencing this lightheadedness, you tend to have very low blood pressure, you tend to feel foggy quite often, your body might be showing minor signs of POT syndrome. So it's a matter of kind of getting your body looked at in a very comprehensive manner to see, you know, is this something that you maybe are developing or is there other things that are going on that are contributing to these symptoms as well? 
So when we're really looking at what are we saying in the medical model as to, you know, what is what is happening with POTS syndrome? What is the cause? You know, what is the reasoning behind it? And really the answer is not very clear because many physicians are saying this is called dysautonomia, meaning it's a dysfunction in the autonomic nervous system. Autonomic nervous system is the nervous system or the the nerves that control most of your organs and vital functions, like everything from your heartbeat to your digestion, etc. So it's just our answer right now is saying that we don't know what is disrupting the autonomic nervous system, but we know that the autonomic nervous system is not functioning properly, which is then affecting the blood pressure and the blood volume, which is inducing the symptoms. So interesting enough here at IWG, we actually do a very specific type of test called autonomic response testing. This was a specific style of testing that was created by Dr. Klinghart, who Dr. Klinghart is one of the world's uh, experts in Lyme's disease, as well as other types of co-infections that come along with Lyme's disease. And it's actually a style of muscle testing. So my husband, Dr. Nick, uh, we work side by side here, and he was trained in other styles of muscle testing. So when we were introduced to this very, very advanced version of testing called the autonomic response testing, it made so much sense for our practice because we were able to evaluate what types of infections, what types of toxins, what types of stressors are negatively impacting the autonomic nervous system. And this was extremely eye-opening because we would take this information and then we would pair it with our other lab testing, like our blood analysis, our stool analysis, our saliva testing, and it would just take the testing a step further and provide clarity on infections that could be hiding, number one, and number two is giving us a better understanding of why blood levels look the way that they do. Because sometimes you can look at blood levels and say, okay, well, I see that this is going on, but what is the major cause? And like, as an example, you know, an iron deficiency. So you might have an iron deficiency because you don't consume enough iron, but you might have an iron deficiency because you have a specific organism in your body. Usually it is in the parasite family that is eating your iron. So it really helps to provide clarity as to why certain things may look the way they do in your lab testing. So this style of testing is really giving us clarity on where these stressors are coming from and what is stressing the autonomic nervous system. So to really take this a step further, um, so outside of being able to really understand, you know, what types of infections or toxins are, or allergies are stressing the autonomic nervous system, some of the other things that we've found to be extremely correlated with POT syndrome is the health of the adrenal glands. And the reason why is because the adrenals are a gland in the body that really control our blood pressure. So when we go through periods of time of you know, burning the candle at both ends, feeling very emotionally stressed out, you know, just kind of working, being a mom, just being go, go, go. We have a tendency to burn out our adrenal glands because the adrenals are primarily what makes adrenaline. 
So the longer this goes on and the longer the burnout happens on the adrenals, we will tend to have these fluctuations in our blood pressure. And most commonly, we'll actually see low blood pressure. So once the blood pressure is low, this is having, the blood pressure is having a lot of trouble making its way up to the head, to the brain, uh, upon getting up fast. So we definitely will start to see these fluctuations in the blood pressure. And this is a big part of the puzzle when you're dealing with POT syndrome is, is there you know, a very, very stressed adrenal function that might be also playing a role in some of the symptoms? But I would say the most common thing that I see is when we are dealing with POTS, uh, I see a very common presentation with, with these women. And again, we see this catalyst that usually set their symptoms into motion. And sometimes it's stress, sometimes it's burnout, sometimes it's a big hormonal change. And what I will start to notice about the way that they're describing their symptoms is that they've kind of always had these low-grade vascular issues. They've always tended to be on the lower side of low uh, of low blood pressure. They've uh, tended to also notice that they get lightheaded if they uh, go upside down, like if they've ever done, you know, gymnastics or anything like that. Uh, I also notice that they have some level of either like an arrhythmia of their heart or they have heart palpitations at times or they have an increase in heart rate that happens occasionally. And when we start to dig deeper with the type of testing that we do, you know, we're doing the blood work, we're looking at this autonomic response testing, and then we're also bringing in a very advanced technology called bioresonance scanning. And the bioresonance scanning allows us to scan the body and look at systems that usually require very invasive procedures. And what I mean by that is really thoroughly evaluating um, the cardiovascular system and being able to see what's going on in the cardiovascular system. You usually need advanced imaging and advanced types of testing that uh, that really you need to be either injected with certain solutions to allow the imaging to display the function of the vascular system um, using things like barium and other types of toxic solutions. So it's usually a very invasive and elaborate process. So using the bioresonance scanning, we can actually get a bird's eye view of the entire vascular system. And we can also look at the adrenals and the brain and how it's all connected and working together. And the most common thing that I'm seeing with POT syndrome is a connective tissue condition that is negatively impacting the vascular system of the body. So what I will see is these cellular changes that are happening in the connective tissue that are weakening the connective tissue. So technically what we call this is lupus. The thing that people don't understand about lupus is by the time you see lupus in the blood, it has been manifesting for many, many, many years. So when you have POT syndrome, you have to consider that you might be developing lupus that is negatively impacting your cardiovascular system, specifically the veins. 
And if this is happening, you will start to have this alteration in your blood pressure, this alteration in your blood volume, and you will start to have the symptoms of POT syndrome. So this is very, very significant because in all of the women that I've worked with that have been diagnosed with POTS, this is the common denominator that I'm seeing, is I am seeing burnt out adrenals, I am seeing abnormally functioning adrenal glands, and I am seeing a fragile connective tissue that is the tissue that primarily makes up their vascular system. So this combination together is what is inducing these symptoms. And what you might be thinking is, well, why would the connective tissue become compromised? Like, why would the vascular system become compromised? And this is because of infections and toxins that get into the body. And this is also something that we're able to see through the autonomic response testing. So you piece every single part of that puzzle together, and then you finally understand the core root of why these symptoms have manifested. And then from there, you can treat it. And I think that's the most important thing to take away is that POT syndrome is, with the right testing, it's not a mystery. And in addition to that, with understanding what the root causes, you can actually work with the body to peel away those layers and help the body to stabilize. So the treatment that we're often utilizing within our practice is we're getting rid of the burden, we're getting rid of whatever toxins or infections that are being found, we're working with getting the connective tissue to be healthy again by utilizing different therapies. And we're also making sure that we're stabilizing the blood pressure by stabilizing the adrenal glands. So we have many technologies in our office that can work on these organ systems, but then also we're giving you different things to take away that you can do at home to really help to further stabilize your system. So it's definitely not one thing, but again, with the right tools and the right testing, you can truly understand where these symptoms came from and have a plan and a solution. So I hope this was extremely helpful for those of you that are dealing with POT syndrome or know someone with POT syndrome, because I know that it can feel very disempowering to just feel like there's no answers and there's no hope. There is, um, so please check out our website to learn a little bit more about what we do here. And if you are really just resonating with this and want to learn a little bit more about how to work with us, jump on a free strategy call with our client services team here at IWG, and they will be able to really you know, dig a little bit deeper and understand your full case and give you a better idea of what we do here when we work with patients. So uh, I will talk to you guys next week, and I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you soon.